The iconic Wolf of Wall Street Lamborghinis have both recently been offered at auction, which led me to think, what have our project cars and barn finds been doing over the last two years? Have they been finished? What are they worth? And what would Leo's car be worth if it was fully restored? Stick around, let's find out. Buying or selling a classic car? Head to historics.co.uk or click below for a free valuation. Hello and welcome to the Historics Vidcast here at the festive Historics HQ. Now, before we get started, remember to like and subscribe the Historics YouTube channel. Without your likes and follows, we wouldn't bother doing this. So make sure you do click like, subscribe, pearl abuse, have some fun. Now, this week I have with me the Young Guns, the Millennials. Since we're talking a little bit about a movie from 2013, I think it was only right to get you guys in. Right team for um, it. Yes, but if you are interested, do stick around because at the end we've got a festive alternative King's speech from our very own Mark Perkins to engorge with. So do stick around. But let's get on to the first topic of the day. Yeah. Now, those two cars were offered by, interestingly, Sotheby's and Bonhams. That's right. And yep. obviously the one I'm really interested in, ironically, is the one that hasn't yet sold, which is the smashed up, the smashed version, up car, yep. which I'm sure will never, ever be restored. Uh, so a bit be, of a luck. You'd be there. crazy gonna to be, restore it, really, wouldn't it? going to be in a glass box, that one, for but the rest of its life. It got me thinking, seeing it in that state, as to the cars that we've sold over the last decade or less that have been projects, have been barn finds, one as recently as that DB24. And where are they now? And what have people done with them? Because I think a lot of people see them sold and they disappear. Very rarely do we see them come back on the market. Let's start with yep. that DB24. Yeah, the DB24. So we had that, obviously, in the Mercedes-Benz auction uh, in November. And um, lots of interest. It was no reserve. Um, and it was a car that had been in a, basically in a barn for over 50 years. Uh, literally. So I, mean, the pictures 50, gave that I think it was 53 years. Um, so hadn't been touched. And, um, yeah, lots of interest. Uh, it made around 50,000 on the hammer. So 50,000 um, pounds. So yeah. in bits. So uh, in presumably totally a lot of bits. metal work, a lot of restoration work. Huge amount of work to be done. Um and uh, the chap who, who bought it, as far as I'm aware, is, is, is going to get onto that work pretty quickly um, and restore it to it's his specifications. Obviously, the, the beauty of it for him, I think, um, yes, it's going to cost a lot of money, um, but it can be done to his spec. Yes. Um, it can be done in the colour that he wants. Um, and he can put his own spin on it, which yeah. is which yeah. is the beauty of restoration projects. I think a lot of that comes down. So with these restoration projects, they do seem sometimes astronomical amounts of money to spend when we know what the final figure is. Yeah. But so few people are happy with other people's restorations that mm. they just think, well, actually, I just want to do it in my own way. And we've said before, journey over destination. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's similar to houses, isn't it? People like to restore them to their own yes. to their own specification. Or their and, own shade um, of magnolia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he can go and get the right people to do that. So he trusts. You know, what is a DB24 fully restored worth in today's market? You're looking at, depending on the restoration quality, you're looking at anywhere between sort of 100 and 200,000. It's, it's, that, so it's that broad. So he's 50 down. Um, he's probably going to cost. Down. It could cost. It could cost him, again, depending on how much he spends and, how, and where he takes it. Um, he could, it could cost him anything uh, sort of upwards of 100,000. Um, you know, quite easily, if not... Good way know, to move sideways, sideways. but oh. as you say, he will have what he wants at the end of it. Yeah, I'm sure for him it's just about the uh, the final the product, um, yeah. enjoying the process and, and having something he can enjoy yeah. in the future. So one of the most spectacular ones that I remember us selling was actually James, our colleague, who yeah. sold a Lamborghini Countach, yeah, right. 5000 yeah. S, and it was in 2019, if I have my details more, to hand. Might be more recently. It was 2021, apologies. Yeah. It actually sold for £257,000. Yeah. Now, and you can buy a, a, 
a sort of <laughs> road going one for pretty much that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it might not be the nicest one, but it, you know, you could find we one running. Drive it home. Spoke yeah. to the chap in the same round said, "What's your plans?" a chap in the Midlands yeah. and sending it straight to Italy it's going to be better than new and he said I cannot find a Countach that I would be happy with so I'm better off just doing it my way I suppose so people that I of the, um, that era if that's been his poster car since he was a child yeah. he's worked all his life he wants the best one well, we nothing about, else will do you know F40s yeah. are now making I mean absurd amounts of money compared to where they were three, four, five years ago yeah. um, one year ago even and those yeah. two cars that were recently offered at auction that we spoke about at the lead-in the Particular, I think it was a complete car which was sold by Bonhams. Is the other way around? Uh, I think Sotheby's have, Sotheby's the, have the, um, the complete, the, the complete yeah. car, yeah, which Bonhams sold for 1.6. Yeah. So 1.6 for the complete car, so a car with provenance. And then I think the high bid for the one at Similar. Bonhams was 1.3. Yeah. Um, I actually think uh, you said this in the office. Yeah, the other I day. think if I personally, I don't personally, a movie car wouldn't, I wouldn't pay a premium to own one if I wanted to use it. So we joke, we joke. Literally, Fraser knows no movies. I think yeah. he doesn't watch TV. I, I don't know what he does when he goes home. Yeah. I think he I'd just flicks through Auto Trader for values or something. Yeah, I'd I rather, know. if I wanted to contash, I'd rather save save a million dollars. See, I'm, I totally yeah. disagree. I'd have the uh, the Wolf of Wall Street car. Such I'd an iconic film. Yeah, I'd have it. Such an iconic up. scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have the smashed up one. I think yeah. if, you're gonna, if you've got the money to to pay three times the value of the car, yeah, have the smashed up one and buy a normal one to drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And that's what. And I'd stick it in a. Perspex box in yeah. my 53 bedroom mansion in my own cinema or like something Jordan like Belfort that or on the back himself. of my yacht who knows <laughs> yeah. that's how that's how I would do it but interestingly I thought I mean it didn't sell at 1.3 I thought that was good value because we yeah. spoke about the risky business 928 yeah. yeah and to me different eras I confess I didn't I didn't, I've never seen risky business so the I'm surprised you've even I, seen Wolf of Wall Street given your history but <laughs> yeah the, it but was an incredible yeah. how much was it in the end I think it's two million dollars. Two million if the, dollars. If the Kuntash from and to me, Wolf of Wall Street is more. To me, it's a more iconic film because it's my That's era. an age thing, yeah. But in time, I think, yeah. But the Kuntash worth less money. See, the way I think about these things is so. Risky Business was a big movie of its time and has remained a big movie and a yeah. very iconic movie. If the Wolf of Wall Street continues to be an iconic movie for the next twenty years, mm. sure and that will. value of those cars. Actually, could be, could, could be money in the bank, couldn't it? It could, could be, be absolutely investment. fantastic yeah. investment, as long as cinematography and uh, movies all sort of goes. does the same thing. Sure. I think that's actually a bloody good find. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that particular one, going to Italy, absolutely nut and bolt. I wish I could see it finished. Well, that, that car, um, I follow an Instagram page. I'm, I don't know if it's the owner who set it up, but I believe it is. Uh, I think it's um, Instagram is my Kuntash and it's tracking the whole process of the restoration. It's gone to Lamborghini in Italy. Yeah. There's some period photos of it um, in driving through Kensington when it was black originally. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, he's got a good history of that car and uh, and the sort the of the process of the restoration is all documented, which is quite cool, really. I think it's yeah. very cool. Yeah. And actually, that's the, the modern world and Instagrams and YouTubes actually makes that quite handy. All, you can yeah, really yeah. document something in a much more detail than we used to. So, Fraser, give me an example of a car that you've yeah, so seen. Back in 2019, uh, it must have been at Ascot, we sold a uh, Ferrari Dino um, restoration. And quite interestingly, it was originally a rental car. Bright that yellow. was the yellow, yeah. Yeah, the yellow yes. car, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice rental car, the UK one. Um, it went to Australia in the 70s, all stripped down to be restored, um, which never happened. You know, stored for 40 years, often the case. Um, so it's quite a good starting point because it wasn't a yes. rusty barn find. So it was part restored. Yeah, and it was all there. So 
just a big, that big again was puzzle. another example of a car selling yeah. hugely in a, more but than it should really yeah, given I mean, I had a look spend. and it sold for best part of 213 yeah it sold for which was quite strong money at the time um yeah and if you you can spend as much as you want on a restoration. We've um, sold restored cars this year for 275, 250, yeah. 275s, mm. you know, older restorations, but nice yeah. cars. Yeah, and you, can, you can buy a road going one for that, but yeah. Yeah. 300 would buy you a lovely thing, one. You know, people, and people want something that's perfect, perfectly restored yeah. by the people they trust. Yeah, and is that what's happening? Is he, is he going forward? Don't know a huge amount. It's gone to quite a like, private sort of collector, but as far as we're aware, it's been, yeah, been properly restored. Every single nut and bolt, yeah. pers- you know, absolute perfection. Yeah. And again, it's probably someone that's always wanted one the time's finally come and I remember they were incredibly interesting that story on that car I know the client very well sadly he's no longer with us but his family are and they they went through all the detail of that and they had it for some time and it was brilliantly presented which often they are with these barn finds it's probably why they make so much money they They make a real effort for them and they often make great deals of money we've done the same with DV5s and actually another one I wanted to bring out which is very similar in the vein to that Dino was we had a a Fassel Vega Mm. Excellence I think was an Excellence which is the one with the suicide doors it's incredibly cool car same thing someone actually got exhausted through the process Fassels are incredibly expensive to restore yeah Yeah. Yeah. Mm. there is no one that can give you the parts and so if it's not one of the American engine parts you're starting to machine things bespoke fabricate stuff up yeah Yeah. and he got 85% of the way there we sold it at Brooklyn's many years ago and then just Ran out of steam, and someone yeah. bought it for two twelve. Was this the car that came back to us at a later date from memory? No, not that one. So this so because we've on had that two, same we? vein. So Fassels and the, strangely, they seem to be a bit like that boomerangs. We had a red, I think it was a Fassel two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it, and in fairness, it had holes in it. It was in a terrible As they state. Do. Very yeah. rare <laughs> car. It was absolutely shot to pieces. Sold it at Ascot in two thousand and nineteen. That was two thousand and nineteen. He bought that for one hundred and forty one thousand pounds. Same thing, all hepped up with the idea of restoring it. The cool story starts. Cool works. Yeah. Came yeah. back to us two years later, restored, sold for 150. Yeah. So it doesn't always work in favour. No. Um, okay. It probably went a little bit too quick on that one, but I think it helps I if you can, if you, maybe not on the higher end cars, but if you can buy a, a cheaper project and you can do a lot of the work yourself, then it's probably not a bad way to do it. Yeah. It's it, there are sort of certainly winners and losers as there is in any sort of restoration process, but that one was. I think generally when you're looking to restore a car, you, you, the, the investment side of it is is less of a secondary. sort of yeah. uh, priority. I think it's yeah. more you want a, the best car you can possibly yeah. find. And most people I speak to, I say to them when they've done big restoration, I say sort of, why didn't you buy one that was done? And it's always because they just like having a project. Yeah. And but when it's done, yeah. it's their hobby. On to the next one. And they want to know every single turn yeah, screw and so on. I mean, and, the, and the correlation there is, is quite obvious. Is when they sell for extraordinary figures as projects, you could almost track exactly what's going to happen next. They're going to be, you know, at extraordinary spe- expense, mm. one of the best restorations yeah, that, that exactly. is going to be found in the market. Yeah. It doesn't naturally reflect in values because ultimately, once they then have finished, they start to get used and they, they then fall back. Yeah. But as you said, the, you know, the journey. Yep. Or the, the journey, no such thing as free yeah. motoring. No. And, it, and it always does bring in, you know, there's always a nice point sometimes where people can purchase cars that are restored and not longer because so many people do like the project. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what do you think? So, those two Wolf of Wall Street cars, so we all agree, did we all agree that we would have the crashed one? I yeah, think I so. think, I, yeah, I think the difference think in price is 300 grand, let's say. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, my, well, my I masters not, have both. <laughs> I'm not actually yeah. sure if if the crashed one is a is a genuine Countach. I haven't looked yeah. into it, um, you know, in it detail. Is, but but yeah, it depends if it's a, a genuine Countach or not. I think if it's even as a movie prop. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I'd I mean, still rather have it. But it? in terms of um, its value and stuff, I'm not sure where mm. where that where that would sort of maybe we should put a straw poll up. Give us your thoughts below. Just let us know what you think. I mean, it's definitely one that splits hairs. But I'm surprised that the the, f- the complete one sold for so much money. But three times, it's three times its value. Anyway. Yeah. Now on that, yeah. on that sort of realm of restorations, we were going to quickly talk about, and this given, to be fair to you, chaps and me, of course, it, we are younger, so we grew up through. T- two of us are younger. Yeah. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> Youngish. <laughs> the young get the old boys out. Get the old boys out. Younger. It's cars <laughs> being modified. Now, when we were younger. So let's say through the 90s and 2000s, it was probably more prevalent than ever for cars to be modified. Yeah. Um, for varying degrees of success. Yeah. You know, some looking like they've driven through Halfords backwards and some spend huge amounts of money to become show cars. Yeah. As time moves on, we're starting to see them drift into the classic sphere because yeah. of the age of the cars. Now, traditionally, it's been very much sort of poo-poo. People don't like the idea of modern. They want standard. They want original. Yeah, originality, yeah. yeah. But as the buyers also get a little bit older. Exactly. I was going to say, for me, the cars which, you know, we're around cars every day, and the cars that I'm quite into myself tend to be 911s, M3s, that sort of stuff. Japanese stuff, maybe. Um, and I appreciate when they're not modified. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I understand that. But if they're modified nicely... Like, yeah, yeah, if somebody had, you know, you see a few E30 M3s and people put a roll cage and seats and it's a bit of a, it's done properly. It's not driven through Halfords. It's done properly. Um, Sorry, Halfords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. kick in yeah. here. But if I was, if I was buying one, especially like an old 911, I would probably look for one like that because, yeah, yeah because that's I what I, I mean, would that's, that, But that's also why we've, we've done so well with so the resto mod, yeah, 911. I, I don't like it. For instance, a 911 with the aero kit, like, even factory aero kits, I'm not keen on that. Yeah. But then, as the cars get older, I quite like a hot engine. I like that someone's breathed over yeah. and give it a bit more speed. I mean, look, acceptable modifications. We all know tasteful. our brakes. Yeah. And, you know, some people do the power steering, some people air conditioning, and they're hidden, tasteful. But I think more than that, are we going to see you know, more of the body kits? A good example was a couple of years ago, we sold an incredibly... It was a show car. Make no pounds about it. Yeah. It was a 997-911. It was a laggy old 997 with an Big auto box. Yeah. And it had a full customised kit from... I think it was from Japan. Yeah. With Rothmans Porsche decals on it. Air suspension. Yeah. I mean, the car looked incredible. Looked great. Yeah, I mean, it drove a bit like a pogo it? stick. Yeah. But it was it sold for £64,000. It was probably only worth fifteen as a base car. Yeah. It as had no, car. no yeah. history. It was just a 911. But it did really capture the imagination because it was yeah. done particularly well. Now, those sort of show cars, there were a fair few about. Every single when we used to buy stereos for, they were being nicked out of cars. Yeah. Of course, all of the stereo system, people they used Worth to have show the cars, didn't they? Yeah. Remember Citroën I mean, Saxo? Speakers in the back yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I know now. They've aged quite as well. No. As well. <laughs> so when you sell an XR2i or something now yeah. and you look in the back and they've got big holes where they where cut the speak, out the speakers. Yeah, the speakers oh, yeah, were, yeah. Where can I get an original get one of them? Sure. <laughs> you that's another that's one you don't want. Answer, yeah. But there are certainly things, I think, tastefully, that will probably become more... I yeah. think there's a fine line between the tasteful modifications and the ones that uh, sort of detract from the values yeah. of yeah. them. I mean, one um, big car and you'll see that the, as, you go th- as they go through. Is the, the Alpha um, Julia GTs. Um, a lot of them have little Alpha-holic Haven't upgrades. They? Yes. And, and actually... I think when you can, if it's alphaholics, over a standard car and a modified name, car, probably yeah. helps the value. Yeah. 
you know, a nice, nice suspension or a nice set. I'd agree. It's probably one uh, of the best examples of very. Yeah. Uh, if you take a standard Alpha, and you took a slightly souped-up Alpha, I think most people steer probably towards that. Yeah. I think, I think with the way. generation coming through, I think most people want something that's being modified, yeah. but modified tastefully. But ultimately, they want something that's probably a bit more reliable than the, yep. the normal car, yeah. the sort of standard car, and, a bit and more something poke. a bit more drivable, a bit yeah. more poke, yeah. um, just a bit more user-friendly. Yeah. I've always um, thought even like a really yeah. early, um, I've said it to a few people and they scoff at me, but um, like a really early E-Type. Oh, um, someone's scoffing. You know, they're okay, but the, if the really early ones with MOS box, you've got, yeah. you've got an hour to drive it. And... Lots of people put a five-speed gearbox and things like And I hate to say it, but if you drive one with a five-speed gearbox, you, it, you know, if, it, if a five-speed gearbox was widely available, I think Jack would have, have used there. one. Well, yeah. hence, you know, you know, it, it does improve. cut holes in the floors and things. Exactly. It improves the car. We okay. all know that the Series 3 was a better driving car than the Series 1. Unfortunately, it was just ugly. Yeah. But, it, you know, cars get better. They don't tend to get worse. No. And so, so why know, not improve it? And ultimately, when we used to modify cars when we were younger, which was about the same time, wasn't it? Yeah. What we used to do is we'd take things that come out of new cars and we'd want to put them on our cars that were older because we couldn't afford a new S car. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we'd put stereo systems, we'd put yeah. TVs, we'd upgrade put better it, stereos and so on and so forth. Still and going on now with the um, touchscreen yes. radio system. Yes, yeah, the old uh, Apple I, mean, I, th Play. I think we had a car in the sale in November. Uh, an Arnage with the Apple CarPlay and it was like an iPad. It was yeah. brilliant. I mean, anyone who wanted something that was just easy to use with everything on and, you, and I mean, I remember sitting in the car park and I was just sort of swiping through the You can almost make any apps. classic like a usable. I know yeah. a lot of old 911s, they put um, this Porsche retro. Yes, yes, yeah. actually really expensive and yeah. but clever. Yeah, and you can have, I think, I think you might be able to have Apple CarPlay on it maybe. And you can certainly have DAB and then you can control it from your phone. Yeah. So and in the so same a lot way. of people, that yeah. makes it a, I think a technology, usable car to them. Technology yeah. has become you know, really useful in motoring, but yeah. I think I think power upgrades are always going to be relatively desirable. The Japanese, That's a the JDM one. market's tricky mm. because, unfortunately, I mean Supras, uh, GTOs. The problem there is that Even the modification went silly. You know, yeah. a thousand brake horsepower car isn't very usable, yeah. and nor is it particularly reliable Although unless you get one miles. I follow that sort of stuff quite a bit, and um, there's a few companies which were, you know. Skyline, for example, they would they would build a Skyline when it was a new car. They so they haven't modified it when it was brand new. <coughs> they'd be a, a tuning company. Oh, so like roof. All yeah, those there's all these big ones, and you know they really rarely come up for sale. And when they hold a premium, do they? Yeah, the properly built ones from you know all the parts are from one company, yeah. and they build like the car. Mexico engines you can buy. Yeah, yeah. So you you know very common things you get you know an escort, escort and so you've lots got of this engine particular well. engine builder and they're well thought of and that becomes yeah. a value okay so modifications are going to change they're going to change the way that we so. buy and sell cars because that market will will come about really, there's yeah. only so many absolute original cars which is why those values are high yeah. on things like escorts and uh, you know the uh, the Cosworths for instance loads of Cosworths that you'll look at those modified they've yeah. all been modified so either they're spending great money in trying to revert them to original again or they're going to have to be a half and half. That's mm. another car, though. I mean, I, I drove a two-door Sierra last year, and it was it was modified <laughs> a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't bad. You know, it just made it to me. It made it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Had you know, yeah, 50 more horsepower or something. That was it. That's, that's awesome. the beauty of it. There's there's bias for for both. Yeah. Um, there always will be. You know, some people want an original car. Some people want one that's bear upgraded. Bear in mind, if you're buying a sports car from the 80s or 90s, they are slow now. Yeah. If you buy a supercar from the 80s and 90s, it's about the same speed as a, a Fiesta ST. 
because ultimately new cars are quick you yeah. know they are the technology's moved on weight's moved on you buy sports cars from the 80s they are slow they are, yeah. and yeah. underwhelming it's so underwhelming then so you do yeah. want that as long as the brakes can keep up with it of course <laughs> you do want a bit more power okay so that, that, that's sort of a bit of a t- a bit of a sort of future tip really isn't it we, mm. we know that's coming it's how the market responds to it. We know originality has got a great deal of value. Yeah. People chase that down like they do with low mileage I to think, a fault. I think but upgrades and modifications will become slightly more acceptable yeah. as time goes on. You know, the next 10, 20 years. Yeah, well, exactly. A, a decade ago, people would, as you said with five-speed gearbox, people would detract from any change on a 70s, you 60s car. You like and now it's like, phrase. actually, you can, you can put air con, you put power yeah. brakes, you can put you know, a number of things, Absolutely. you know, retro yeah. fans, because it's Make seen it much as more usable. more usable, safer, it won't be long until everyone says, well, actually, a, a plausible upgrade is this to the engine and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Right. Now, all of the fun stuff out of the way. <laughs> End <laughs> of year, of course. We've just had an auction when we're filming this at Mercedes-Benz World. We did, yep. Um, thankfully, because it's been a difficult year, uh, there's been no bones about it. It's a year of correction. Um, John, who was here last time around, it was saying the same thing. People have started to adapt to the fact that the market's probably corrected. Yeah. Yeah. I think in some instances 20%. It's been happening, but everyone's been resilient to it, haven't they? And it appears that sort of there's an acceptance now, and from our point of view, and from other auctions that I've tracked in the last couple of weeks, it's been a reasonably solid sale for us, and it's been a solid month. So the confidence has come back in at the right figure. Exactly that. But the rest of the year, how did you guys Uh, find it? I think at the start of the year, there was definitely a correction. Um, and it just took a little bit of time for, for the vendors to process that. Um, but like you say, the sort of back end of the year has been good to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall, I think we've, we've, we've had a good year. Yeah. But um, it's definitely been a correction. Um, it's just trying to get people just to realise that. Yeah. Once they do, um, you know, there's plenty of bias to that. There's, there's, there's no shortage of people. I mean, I sense people all the time at the auction. Um, I think what's you know, there's no shortage of the buyers. Some people will, some, some people will know the market's changed. But that if a car... Is, is that close to hitting its reserve. You've usually got four or five people that, that are keen there. to buy the car yeah. off. Which tells so you there's, there's the a bit of a gap. Yeah. yeah. And, and usually we sort of trying to say that, that it's hard. Yeah. Well, it's that hard brings to me to something. So I've, the, the big difference that you guys bring is, is real advice when you're doing your jobs. Yeah. It's difficult because I used to always joke, what's your job? Well, my job is to head around the country and disappoint people on the values of their cars, <laughs> which used to be in jest, but actually this year it's probably been a lot like that. That was a bit this year, and yeah. yeah. I mean, occasionally, look, like, we did sell some cars at Mercedes that went yeah. well, well oh, way above the expectations. And, um, but that will always be yeah. the case. Uh, when it's we talk about a correction, we're not talking about the outliers, are we? We're not talking yeah. about the one of one or... It's the, the general it's market the, um, is definitely corrected. Yeah. So there's, like you said, there's always going to be one or two that, that, that do better than the estimate. There always is. There always and that's ultimately why you do come talk. You are trying to overachieve. You are trying to see that your car is better than the rest and yeah. therefore yours makes that much more. But ultimately, if your car is one of 50 on the market, if it doesn't stand out, then it's going to make the market value. value. But the and we hope to make a bit more because we're in auction and we're, we're getting people's emotions going. The irony is at the minute, though, if, um, if people do set a reserve, which is sensible, mm-hmm. most of the cars, which if you look into it, most of the cars that sold really well, the reserves are usually quite, quite sensible. And it means yeah. all those people that would be in the office trying to buy it afterwards, Ha- end up with no choice but to bid because yeah. they know it's going to yeah. yeah. and ultimately how it works. for yeah. instance a car that's offered at no reserve of course everyone phones up can I buy it for the auction yeah well no you can't it's going to make a fault it's, it's because the, it's in there in the right place and they're always it, the ones everyone's the, one. they're the ones I on. wish I had 
the cars, the ability to put cars in at no reserve because it always makes more money. And the SL55, prime example. That, that we all knew it was going to sell really well. Not that well. Yeah, sold a lot yeah, better than I expected. That well. um, that's down to the, the ability, though, of customers to, to take that advice and also have that ability to take that risk because not all of us yep. can yeah, do it's that. different circumstances. But the one thing, see, this year, interestingly, I sold a personal car through one of the, the online auctions and I wanted to experience it and see how this works. It was a you know, litmus test for me because they are more prevalent. Uh, auction houses are doing it, but they're also advertisers doing it now. They yep. are different to us. They're not the same. Yeah. We're all being called auctions. We're not the same. Let's make a very fundamental line under that. They have their place because I think they have, like anything, they're a better service, I think, than a normal classified advert. Hmm. And from our point of view, it's great because people do get used to that being the way in which you buy, the bartering almost, because, you know, you go nowadays to a lot of market stores. And, <laughs> you know, the old English way of pay what you're told to pay yeah. is gone, isn't yeah. it? Everyone wants yeah. a deal. So I get that. Um, but there's no service. No, now, it's, the it's difference to, if I call you up, Dan, and say, Dan, I want to sell my car, from the very onset, you want the details of the car, and you want to work through what's the best time to sell that car, the best way in which to sell that car, and to work with my expectations. Yeah. When I did it through an online, uh, no fault of the online, but it was very mechanical. It's a very different sort and of process. It's because it's a... Co- it's, it, it's because it's a constant machine. Yeah. It's just being fed. It's a classified advert yeah. with a different mute at the end. Because yeah. ultimately, the, when I actually sold it, a lovely gentleman bought it. It was a nice car. I had no concerns. Um, but he sent his chap to come and collect it, who then started inspecting it. Hmm. And I'm sitting there. Yeah, yeah it's not the idea. But it's sold. Hmm. And it's, but it's not, of course, because it's not sold under an auction law like we sell. Hmm. So when we sell a car, Hammer Falls, that's, that's a seal of a contract. Yeah. Subject to the money, of course, arriving, that is basically the car sold between buyer and seller. Mm. On the online auctions, of course, they're, they're almost all of them, all, they're not auctions, they are especially for Especially for dealers, um, it's, well, I think, I think it's, I have to chat, I think it's under the whole distant selling, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they can't, I, I think my understanding is that the, the buyer can just give the car back after two yeah. weeks if they don't want it. Yeah, um, I think this is terms and conditions they've signed to, and even then, you, yeah. you know, terms well, and conditions don't cover negligence. I so think I think the, the online platform obviously is, is more a sort of advertisement platform. Yeah. Um, and they do they don't go as in depth as we do with uh, with with how we sort of you know we'll go out and look at the car, value the car, and like you say, what time of the year is it, it best to sell? Yeah. Um, I think with online platforms generally, um, they'll take the car on and they will put it into their online platform. Um, and most of the details are pretty much they were supplied by me there yeah. was no yeah. there was no inspection no one was pulling me up on whether the car was or wasn't yeah. Um, yeah. and I know what I'm doing I know how to describe the car but of course you want to describe your car as best you can yeah I think there's two they both have a place in the market um, depending on what car you've got depending on what situation you're in um, but I think there's, there's place for, for both in the market yeah, my, my key sure. part and, and given this year as well and what we're going to go into next year now we're going to expect a, a similar start to the year as we've probably ended you know everyone's corrected so cars should be moving and we'll move into the spring and everyone feels good coming into the summer god knows what's going to happen with government and taxes and all sorts of interest rates i mean it blows my mind trying to think about that yeah and that's always extenuating circumstances that that do have an effect but you guys myself included we are trained to understand the marketplace. Now, we also know a lot about cars, not every car. I'll be honest with you, if you have a really, really rare car, you probably know a little bit about the car <laughs> than we do, but we do know what the market does and we can advise you. 
the frustration is sometimes is that you're battling against someone that's just saying, yeah, whatever you want, we'll get it, because that's just not true. And that's existed for years. It's always existed in some way, one or another. But you, you should, if you do contact an auction house, whether it's Historics or one of the other big auction houses, make sure you make use of that service. Because ultimately, yeah, what we do know all, um, is through the summer, mm. when the market was really difficult, we were telling people... They will not. They would not yeah. listen, and it was really difficult. And yeah, you do. You get mixed responses, and, and some people um, have got a figure in their mind that they want to, to try and get for it for, for, the, for their car, which is fair enough. Yeah. Everyone wants to, to achieve a certain figure, um, and then the you know it's it's easy to um, put figures forward when it's not your car and to suggest yeah. something, but you never know what position they're in, what they need to sell it for, and whatnot. But um, we're we're definitely in a good position to. Yeah. advise on, yeah. on the market because well, we just see so many cars throughout the not, we tend to do a good example guys do the same um, you, you can keep up to date with everyone at all the auctions and if you if you keep up to date with them you, you just sort of get a good yeah good idea uh, it's a good tip to sort of yeah. one of our partners Haggerty who do price checks and John Mayhew does lots of analysis um, you can go to Glen March one of the auction platform software they track all the results yeah. they're not all there and you can't always take every single car by a picture of course but it gives you an indication it gives you a good start yeah. point but you know, ultimately, we are there to advise you. And one thing is also, we're different to the online and estate agents in that respect. We don't need every listing. We've got no. a finite amount of space at each auction. Yeah. So Especially Mercedes-Benz, which is what we do is we time. say no. You know, if you want too much money, that's not because we think you can't. It could be possible, but we can't. If we can't give you a decent enough chance of selling that car, we will be honest and we will mm. tell you. And I have told a lot of people. I'm sorry, but I just yeah. don't think I can sell that at this point in this market. Yeah, and also it's it's, it's it, there's an entry fee to pay that we don't want to waste your time we don't want to waste yes. our time so um yeah if we don't think we're going to sell it there's there's really no point in taking no, it no. so uh, but you know people, like say, people are starting to, to starting to listen um especially sort of back into this year and that's why we had a good mercedes-benz yeah. yeah. november auction and i think we'll have two good auctions at the I start so, of the year yeah. i think so i mean yeah. our first auction of the year is second of march at ascot ascot's a great venue for us always has been like we ascot. are consigning now so as you watch this if you are interested Get in contact, click the valuation link below. It's free, no obligation. One of these ugly mugs will probably come out and see you um, and hopefully give you good news. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, do let us know. And 2nd of March, put it in your diary. There will be some cars online already that you'll be able to look at what's in the auction so far. But enough of all of that. Let's get on to some fun stuff. Let's I've devised a game. Here we go. Oh, God. Since it's Christmas. Here we go. It's a Christmas game, but with a automotive change. So, what I want you to do is you're going to write the name of a car and stick it on each other's foreheads. Now, it's a little bit of a round robin because obviously we don't want to know. So, any car, Fraser, any if you, car do one, you do one for me first. You write down any car and I've got to guess it and stick it on my forehead. Then I'll, I'll do Dan, yep. Dan will do yours. Okay. So I can't look. Close my eyes and stick it on my forehead when you're ready. If you take ages, I'm going to know it's a Lamborghini because it takes ages to write. Well, maybe maybe I'm just trying to throw you off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> stick it on. Right, okay, I'll hold it on. If you go a bit lower, then you can't. There you go. Are we on? Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> okay, there right, go. so. There. Dan, yeah. close your eyes. I've got a right in a minute, so I'm going to be. Hold that on your head. Right, I've got okay. to look up. I've got to look up to do mine. Yep, you've got to look. Yep. Go on then, Fraser. Close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably gone for the same as you, Matt. 
Hopefully not, because I've just seen that. <laughs> right, close your eyes, Fraser. You want me to stick it on? It's alright, I got it. You got it? Come on. Nothing about a large forehead. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You'll have to stick it on your hand. You'll have to hold hands. your hand. Yeah, hold right, it Okay, so everyone right. look at the camera. So everyone at home can see what we've got. Okay. Right. Oh, this game normally. Okay, first up, Dan, you can start. One, one question at a time. Uh, for you? Uh, no, you've got to ask. Go and try and okay, figure out what's okay, on your forehead. Um, have you not played this game before? I, I have. It's been a while. I'll be honest. It's been a while. Um, what era am I? What year? What year era? 60s. It's 60s, isn't it? 60s. Yes, 60s. 60s. Um, am I an Italian sports car? No. Okay. Um, I'm going to go out and guess. Uh, 60s. Quick. Aston Martin DB5. No, no, blimey, you've gone early there. No. No? Okay. Um, am I British? Um, technically. Technically? Mm. There's a clue. God. Okay. Um, bit of a, bit of a um, collaboration. I suppose, I assume it's manual? Yes, yeah. Only manual? Yes. Yeah. What's, who's the collaboration with? Uh, English oh, and... English and... Who else could it be? Have you guys, yes, actually, given that. Given that. Will it, will okay. it give it's it away? It's America. English and American. Oh. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a Ford Mustang. It's not no, it's not. Cobra. There you yes. go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Had to be one of the two. The okay. Mustang's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, okay, right. So I'll start, shall I? Yeah. Okay. I'm starting to think I made this a bit tricky. Oh, after. God. Yeah. We've only got a short amount of time. <laughs> um, am I Italian? No. English? No. European? Give you that. Yeah, well, you're, okay, I'm European. Am I French? <laughs> no. God almighty. God. German? Yes. Yeah. Right. Am I a Porsche? No. You're not a Porsche. Am I a Volkswagen? No. Oh my, um, am I, <laughs> okay, am what, I a sports Think car? about what Fraser might, um, might go for. It's, yeah. <laughs> am I a BMW? There you go. BMW. <laughs> okay, am I a modern, am I post-1990? Yes. Right, am I, am I 3 Series? Yes. Am I an M3? <laughs> yes. Am I an E30 M3? No. E, oh, I don't even know my E's. Oh, there we go. I'm an M3, though. That, You've got that an enough? M3. I've You're got a BMW M3. Yeah. The last bit. The, the, the CSLs? There yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. they call that specific. <laughs> you only have to look at Fraser, and yeah. you'd you know that would have been what he Fraser, chose. Fraser, your turn, right, I think. Then. Okay. Um, what era am I from? I think that's quite a good start. 50s, 60s, is it? 250 GTO? Hmm? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> you stole <told> it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. Right, have to let do me have another, another go. One. Oh, Come quick, on, quickly, make it really obvious. We've got to wrap this up. <laughs> Dan will not be invited to the Christmas table. You've, defi you've definitely shot. never played this game before, have you? <laughs> right. I had one job, Dan. One job. Definitely won't say the name of this one. Come on. Right, on it goes. Up here, so you can actually see. There you go. Right. Go. Start again. Era. I'm assuming we're talking I'm about 80s. 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 Yeah. 80s. Okay. Um, is it German? Yeah. Yeah. Is it four-wheel drive? No. Okay. Is it turbocharged? It is. It is, yeah. Porsche 911 turbo? Oh, that was quick. Good effort. Good if effort, it, to be yeah, fair. Well Are done, you sure Fraser. you didn't see me right? I did I'm, not Are you sure? It. I haven't handled it. I definitely didn't say it that to time. Be, you have to check the VAR. To be I fair, this hand. time, I think Fraser takes that hands down on yeah. both counts because one, he pretty much didn't have to ask one question and the second <laughs> one was very quick. I think I, I would have liked to have seen a, uh, you get the first one. That was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably... 
anyway story, we'll, we'll try it another time yeah. right so <laughs> we best wrap this up thank you yes. very much gents now remember if you enjoyed this do check out the historic youtube channel it's not just podcasts on there there's driving in videos uh, footage of the auctions and also clips of the cars as they come up and go through Please visit Haggerty, our partners, for any values for cars to help you look to value with us and sell with us. They were a good source of information. We've used Definitely. them a lot recently. Um, like and subscribe, of course. Click the button. Don't just watch. Like and subscribe. And if you want to write any comments at the bottom, please do. Um, you can yeah. abuse these guys and myself all you like. We Much are pretty like. thick-skinned. Don't free. worry. And remember, all lots will now be live. Well, not all lots. Some of the lots will now be live on the Historics website. More will be coming. Hopefully yours if you want to consign. Now... The next auction, as I did say, is at Ascot, 2nd of March. You're all welcome to join us. Please keep an eye out for those dates for the rest of the year. And if you want to follow us on socials, I'm at Matthew Pretty. We are at Historics Auction. Dan? Yep, uh, Daniel Godin at, um, at Daniel Godin Historics. Yeah, and Fraser Smith Historics as well. Now, before we leave, we're going to throw you over to Mark Perkins for his alternative Christmas message. Ladies, gentlemen. 25th December, Christmas now. I feel a bit like the Queen. Is it three o'clock? Well, here we are. Christmas is coming. The uh, auction world slows down a little bit now, ladies and gentlemen, as you know. So, well, thanks again. We've had uh, a good year at Historics. We've uh, had some ups and downs, like most of the auction houses. Mainly positive. I feel the market's probably going the right way. Um, I'd like to think here at Historics, we've got time for you. And... Uh, People probably get bored of me because I chat to everyone and, and, and do my best to try and keep you, uh, I wouldn't say entertained, just to make you feel at welcome. And uh, that's, I think, what we specialise in. We're a family business, as you know, you've got myself who heads it, I have two other brothers, and there's many of our family team that work with inside our camp. Uh, we like to be straightforward, but more than anything at all, we like to be honest. And a few little changes we're doing throughout the next year. We've seen some of the cars and some of the venues so stick with us, and uh, as Batman would say, sorry, Commissioner Gordon, yes, Batphone, yes, yeah, okay. Can we wish you all a Merry Christmas and thanks for your custom. Thank you.